happy holidays, Aspire community. I just wanted to say if you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so excited that you're joining me for this Aspire to Lead episode, and I really hope that this resource is going to enhance your leadership journey. If you've been with the Aspire to Lead show for a while, make sure that you're sharing out your favorite episode on social media or providing a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. As usual, this episode is sponsored by Papa Rob's Coffee, and I'm enjoying one of his amazing blends right now as I'm drinking my second cup of the day. And Rob has some wonderful French roast blends on his website, so make sure you go to paparobscoffee.com. Use the code ASPIRE15 and grab your holiday bundles or a subscription to one of his many medium or French roast blends. As we head into the new year, I'll be at the FETC conference in New Orleans, January 25th. So if you are going to be at that conference, I'd love to connect. I'm not only going to be speaking, but I'm also going to have a book signing also there um, at the FETC conference. So look forward to that, and hopefully I can see many of you. So again, just hit me up on email, joshua at teachbetter.com, or DM me at Joshua double underscore Stamper, and I'd love to connect in any way possible during that wonderful conference. I'm excited about this week's episode, and there was a short delay, of course, from the holidays, but I have Brandon Beck on this week. He is a phenomenal podcaster, author, speaker, and he is going to provide so much wisdom and value in regards to your teaching practices, how to become a leader on your campus or in your district, and then also all of the projects he's got going on with his podcast, his book, and of course, the coaching that he does. So stay with us as we dive into these leadership topics. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Aspire listeners, I have a brilliant guest, and I can't wait for you to hear his wonderful story and all that he's got going on in his world. But I had the wonderful opportunity to meet him in person at Teach Better 22. Dr. Brandon Beck, thank you so much for being on the Aspire to Lead podcast. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. So let's let's dive into that conference real quick because I love getting perspective from those who are in attendance because it's a little bit different for myself, you know, this year especially because I wasn't really an attendee and podcaster like I had been in 2019. I was behind the scenes kind of running around like a madman trying to make sure that the show was going on. So, you know, what was your thoughts on Teach Better 22? It was electric. It was it was electric. You know, for me, it was honestly, it was I met a lot of people in Teach Better through my time kind of finding social media through COVID. And I met so many awesome people and heard so many people's stories and sat on so many Twitter chats and talked on people's podcasts and, and just even had the chance to reach out if I you know needed to cry for help. But seeing everybody in the same room was awesome. And what was even more awesome, and this is why I say electric, because what was awesome was the fact that Everybody there was a badass educator, but also everybody there was just a complete, you know, rock star of a person, meaning they were entrepreneurs, so many entrepreneurs. There were so many people that were trying to take their message and 
take it further or people who've been doing that, people that have been speaking for a long time, just getting into it, so many different levels, but everybody looking to change the game and to push forward education. And for me, it was a really uplifting experience, you know, coming out of COVID and not having the chance to connect with all of these people, but to be able to connect with them in one space, it was just really an intimate setting. And it was just set up so that there was constant connection and, and just a lot of high fives, a lot of bro hugs, a lot of <laughs> hugs, just, a, it was just a really rewarding experience. So I yeah. highly recommend it for anybody and I enjoyed it. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad that you had a wonderful experience. And one of the highlights was meeting you in person. So um, it was so good to see you in Ohio. And I got a, a chance to learn a little bit about your journey, but I'd love for you to share that with my listeners. Absolutely. I am currently an fifth grade elementary dual language teacher in Westchester County, New York. I call myself a monolingual bilingual educator. That's because I don't speak another language, but the all of my students are in a dual language program. So they all do. And I have kids in my class that range from kids that just came to the country several months ago that are 10, 11 years old to kids that have are on an eighth grade level in the fifth grade and of reading. So just a wide variety of students. And it's an amazing, it's an amazing location in Westchester County. I'm outside New York City. So there's a lot of diversity and it's a really amazing place. That led me to the pandemic. Let's just kind of cut to the chase because I was talking about it a little bit before. That led me to the pandemic where, you know, I found myself during the pandemic kind of flipping through some time that I had and flipping through some files. And one of the files that I had was back from 2017 that I'd been kind of keeping in the back of my mind was this idea of a book because 2017, I defended a dissertation and got my doctorate in educational leadership and kind of on a whim. And people were like, well, are you going to go into administration? Are you going to be a principal? Are you going to be a superintendent, um, an athletic director? And I just said, well, I'm not really sure right now. You know, I happen to have be, you know, I happen to be fortunate to be a professional soccer coach. And I've had that as a kind of side business since I started teaching because I've always been a coach and a teacher. I'm currently also a, a high school coach and I also run soccer programs for over 5,000 kids in the area. So I'm pretty busy from all those aspects. But when COVID hit, I found myself with a little bit more time on my hands and just started writing. And then turn my tune from I'm going to write a book to I'm going to get a book published. And, you know, what happened was I invested in a personal development coach from Tony Robbins. I'm a huge believer in the work of Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, Brene Brown, um, just to name a few. So many amazing people out there doing amazing work that may not necessarily be in the textbooks that we're learning about in pre-service education. And so just that whole idea of personal development. And as I went through this journey in my doctorate journey and being a teacher in kind of an uncomfortable situation, I teach students, a lot of them speak different languages than me. I don't speak their language, but I find ways to communicate. It's very challenging. I put myself in a challenging situation. And a lot of times that when you put yourself in a challenging situation, you can feel defeated. You can feel, you know, like low self-confidence. And I kind of was, I've gone through that so many times in my career. And when the pandemic hit, I hit that wall. I hit that wall, like so many people. Well, what am I, a virtual teacher, a a remote teacher, a hybrid teacher, an in-person teacher? I didn't even know what I was, a clown behind the screen. And so 
as that happened, I just kind of found myself like hitting walls here and there. And, and the writing kind of just started pouring out of me. And the writing led to, you know, the book Unlocking Unlimited Potential, um, which is a book that basically revolves around the idea of what I believe to be that every single educator's goal is, the ultimate goal is to unlock unlimited potential in all whom they serve. And I know that that's a tall order. And I know that that's virtually impossible. And I know as a leader, I know as a teacher, I know that's impossible to do that with every single person every single day. I know that. The point is, is that we have to we have to aim high. We have to reach for that high expectation. We have to push ourselves to, you know, to do whatever it takes as often as we can. And for me, that's what unlocking unlimited potential is. And to me, what it is, is that's turned into the book, which led to the work. And it's led me to connect with so many different people in so many different ways that I never knew were going to exist. I never knew that what was going to happen next after I wrote the book was that I was going to start not only speaking in schools, but I was also going to start speaking in locker rooms. And I was going to speak to student athletes. And I was going to speak to coaches that were out there coaching different sports, not just soccer, which is my kind of profession, because I am a, a professional instructor. I am a an instructor for the United States Soccer Federation, Go USA. That's kind of always been my goal and my in to kind of always stay involved in my passions. And as these started to to meld into the speaking side of it, it just kind of led me down just a really awesome road of through connections of people that I've connected with throughout the years and and new people and being in these spaces and having the opportunity to to talk to 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 not only students but also adults and teachers has just been incredible so it's it's been a wild ride that's awesome i want to talk about your book unlocking unlimited potential and the why behind it all so why did you think that this was so important for this specific message to get out at the time it did yeah a thousand percent you know because when i did my research what i did i did a lot of research in classrooms with teachers that were teaching English language learners when I first started this in my dissertation work, because like I said, I was a teacher teaching students. I didn't know there a lot. I didn't know the language. I actually, there's a reason there's a story because I don't know the language and just kind of the short version is, is that I was diagnosed at a young age with a learning disability that made it difficult and very complicated for me to have learning a language in my educational career. Right. So I didn't have that. I wasn't awarded that opportunity, but I love to travel. I love countries. I love cultures. I love mixing with people. When I was in college, I lived in New Zealand. I studied abroad in New Zealand for six months. Like I love to experience the idea of culture and the connection. And I just, I've always, I always felt that it was more important for me to be able to build connections with students than anything, but I was never, that was never challenged until I couldn't communicate by word, by language. Right. So then it was like, okay, how do, how do I create connections with students that I can't actually speak to? And this was before Google Translate. So, you know, moving into Google Translate, I've, I've, you know, like in having all these tools, like I found so many different ways, but I, it was, but I, the thing that got in the way of me being able to solve those problems was me. And so many times, the person who gets in the way of the problems of the classroom, of the leadership, of the school building, of the district, 
it starts with us mm-hmm. it starts with looking in the mirror you know it, the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential it begins with you and to me that's in a nutshell that's why i wrote this book i wrote this book for those people that are out there that need that need that reminder that needs simple exercises each step each chapter ends with something you can do right away i call them asis action steps for immediate implementation like you can immediately take what i talked about in this chapter and you can go take it and you can do it in this in the classroom tomorrow or you can do it with your with your leadership you can do it with your staff you can do it with individuals and that to me is why you know i wanted to write a book that people could go back and forth to and be able to use as a tool. And also it's, it is supported by research. It's not clunked up with research, but it is the research that's in there are those resources, those different resources that I talk about, those personal development experts, those people that are also, you know, the main gurus of education, the Howard Gardner's, the Maslow's and, and taking that stuff and connecting it to people like John Wooden's pyramid of success. Like, what do you get? Like, in all of those pyramids, what do you get in the, whether it's a ladder, whether it's a staircase, whether it's a, whatever it is, whether it's a, a giant sticker on the top of a chart, what is it? It's that top, top thing, that top piece, that moment is that unlocking unlimited potential moment. That's what they're all talking about. And it's how do we get there? I didn't invent it. I didn't invent the idea. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's just, this is what I believe that we are are called to do. And a lot of times educators and leaders and people who make wrong decisions along the way find themselves in places where they dig themselves in a hole and they're not really sure how to get out. And then it starts to turn into a cyclone for all the people around you. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get back to the episode. So I want to talk about something I saw in one of your blogs, which was joy within the journey. It was stated a couple times that it stuck with me. And uh, it's so true. I have lived this in my own life of not really soaking in the trials and tribulations of the journey to move up into an administrative role. And instead, you know, just purely focusing on the end product. And then, you know, when you get to the point of actually obtaining that goal, and maybe I should have soaked in a little bit more than just focusing so much on the future. So why is it important for our listeners here to to really focus on the joy of the journey? Yeah, I think that's such a good question. And, and it's something that I honestly find myself saying in every single keynote and every single time I'm, I'm speaking on a podcast, it always comes up, the phrase always comes up because... There are so many moments in our lives, there's so many components of our lives, right? There's financial, there's physical, there's mental, there's your relationships with us. There's all of these different buckets that we have in our life. And within each bucket, it's once again, like an unlocking unlimited potential moment is to try to, you know, to satisfy all those buckets. Finding something that you're excited about, though, when you're working with kids or when you're leading the adults who are working with kids is really important. Like you got to be fired up <laughs> if you're a teacher, yep. if you're a, if you're a school leader, there's no other way <laughs> because if you're not, then it's just going to have massive 
effects. Like it's not going to be a cyclone. It's going to be like a tsunami. It's it's just one little thing you say because you're upset has just a massive ripple effect and you don't even see it. You don't even see it and you don't even hear about it. You don't even know you made that impact and finding joy in the journey is so is so critical. The way I found joy in the journey and, you know, this is where people are going to probably be like, all right, well, this guy, you know, this is why he likes to go to work so much. But for me, I bring my dog to school every single day. So that was part of a chance that I took and a risk that I took through Time for Kids that I read to my students. And I read a Time for Kids magazine to my students, and it was about these dogs all over the United States that go into schools. And of course, I finish reading it, and the students are like, oh, Dr. Beck, can we get a dog in the class? And I'm like, no way. No way we can do that. And of course, stupid me, I brought home the article, and I read it to my own kids who were like seven and five at the time. And they're like, daddy, can we get a dog? I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, now I, I probably shouldn't have done that. And so I end up reaching out to Time for Kids. I'm like, they send me the name of the, the organization. I reach out to the organization. Wheels start turning. Superintendents meetings start happening because I'm going to look at a dog like tomorrow. And they told me it was going to take like three to six months for them to find what I was looking for because this is an amazing organization. And it's it's a national organization. It's called Mud Agrees. Yeah. And it's actually connected to a social emotional learning curriculum. It's actually free. You can download it. You don't need a dog in the classroom to use the curriculum. But what they do is they're partnered with animal shelters all over the United States. And what their goal is, is to reverse the stereotype on dogs that can complete service. And so by going through them, they have this way about them that they make it work and they found the found what I was looking for. And I was looking for a hypoallergenic dog, prefer, preferably a puppy, because I didn't want to, you know, teach an old dog new tricks. I didn't want to find out if that was a, a true statement or not. And they were like, they found a poodle. They were like, what do you think about a poodle? And I was like, no way. I don't want a poodle. <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the puffy butts and the show dogs. And she's like, Brandon, they're really great with kids, you know. I think I think this is a great fit. And I said, all right, let me go. You know, let me talk to my my wife who was not on board. My <laughs> wife did, is super clean and she just we were having it. We had a baby. She didn't want a dog. And sure. it was just that wasn't part of what was what our plans were. And so one thing led to another. We went and saw the dog and fell in love. And, you know, then we worked in. I wrote a grant. Uh, we funded some some programs we started a before school mentor program it exploded if you go on twitter and you go it's pinned to my profile there's a video that they uh the news did last year about it it went it started before the pandemic it went through the pandemic it started as mentoring program it worked as a, a school service program the dog works with 100 kids over 100 kids a day she works in different classrooms in the school other teachers go around and now right now what we're doing is we're working on finding funding and getting funding for to pay to help train dogs with teachers that they have adopted so that they can take them into our current school district um, where we are and building up a process for it. So that long story short answer of how to keep your joy in the journey is find things you love, take a risk on them. And and find people around you that'll support it. 
All right, so what's that organization one more time, Brendan? Because I've seen no per- firsthand animals in the classroom, not a dog per se, yeah. but lizards and other exotic animals that actually I've seen students that have a really difficult time focusing or staying on task or even having anxiety attacks in the classroom. And they have these, these animals, you know, on them, around them. And it's like a totally different child. And there's a lot of research with that too. And there's power behind service animals, but I would love to get that yeah. organization one more time. It's mud agrees. M U T T mutt. Eh, just the I and then grease awesome. G R E E S. And it's partnered with the Yale University's School for the 21st Century are the people who made the curriculum. So it's attached to Yale University. So oh. that gives it some credit, I think, because, I mean, I mean, it's Yale. It's, I mean, Yale. it's a pretty, pretty old institution, but I think it, they, they've done their homework. It's That's actually. Awesome. Yeah. So it's it's and it's great. And the people at Mudagrees are amazing and super supportive and I will tell you that this program changed my life as an educator and there's no doubt that it works. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt because even if it works with one kid and we all know at least one kid in our lives that really likes a dog and now take that dog and put it where kids aren't used to seeing it and it's in school, which is a place where things are usually like inside a box. And things are usually like really like you're there's usually things that aren't out of the ordinary in school sometimes, you know, so that that one little piece is so amazing. When the dog is in my classroom, the way my students, I have to train them to come into the school like the dog doesn't come into school until they have presented it to the principal and they've presented it because they've researched and, and explained the why behind it. So the, the the principal has now accepted it so that they can keep going with it. And it turned into like a service project. We're connected to an animal shelter. We make, we've already made over 500 DIY dog toys this year. Wow. Um, one kid wrote a grant, one kid made a $500 because she won a contest to be like a mentor at Mudagrees. So it's really amazing. And if anybody is interested in learning more about that, please reach out to me about Muddy Grease or you can just check them out. I mean, reach out to them on their site. Happy to help out however, however I can because it's an awesome organization and it works. <laughs> Dogs in the classroom, they work. One of the greatest things I had during the pandemic is Muddy Grease hooked up all us all of us up with a Zoom call with Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. It was incredible. He was in his living room. There was like eight of us on the call. And he's like, hey, Brandon, how are you doing? (laughs) Tell me about your dog. And it was like, whoa. And he just started talking about, and he just started spitting, not like spewing knowledge about the connection of animal emotions and human emotions. Mm. And it was just incredible. He's like, I don't train dogs. I train people. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah, very true. Rewarding experience. Very much so. Obviously, what you are doing is not only transforming the lives of your students, but it, it did make a ripple, right? You made that analogy earlier in a good way, right? And it's impacted your campus, and you were obviously talking to the superintendent, so it's affected your district, and hopefully some of the decision-making moving forward. So, you know, a lot of folks talk about just being a teacher, and I'm going to use quotations there because that's really not what it's about. It's about influence over title. So I want to know, as a teacher... How are you making the the most influence and making that ripple effect, not only in your classroom, but amongst the campus and the district? No, listen, I am super fortunate. I'm part of an awesome district. Uh, I can't complain. I've had 
quality leadership around me, or at least I've had leadership around me that I've had a mutual agreement that we've just had, a, we've had trust in each other. And I've never really seen the administrators. I mean, maybe in like the early years of my, my profession, you know, I've been doing it now for 18 years. So right. maybe the first couple of years I was probably a little, there was a bit of a hierarchy, but I've always, I've never seen I've never seen them above me or me below them. I've always seen us as like colleagues, as equals, you know, you're going to come and do a, a formal evaluation in my classroom. I'm still going to say to you, Hey, can you watch for this? Or I'm working on this and it's going to be messy. I mean, like you can give me a three, a two, a four, a one. I, I actually, I actually don't even look at the scores. Sure. I mean, people say that's the craziest thing. I actually, I don't, I actually scroll through, I put the comments in. If they want to talk about scores, I'll talk about scores. But like, I will never ever sit there and argue a score. So I, I, there's that mutual piece of it. What helped me too, like I said, I went and got my doctorate, and I got a doctorate in educational leadership. And of course, who are all the people I'm in my doctorate? My doctorate coursework was people that were going to aspire to be superintendents and principals and et cetera. So. I had a lot of friends and I had a lot of colleagues. I think that helped me out, obviously, and giving me some some kind of credit because when we would be in those classes, I was just inspired to speak. I was inspired to talk about, you know, these things that they were talking about and provide my kind of thoughts of of what I thought as as a as a leader and as an educator. And and so, you know, I think it goes into that that part of it too. I think it's really important to find those moments. And try to find that, you know, that that mutual pathway with your your leaders that are in front of you. And just we're all human and just try to try to be more on the human side of it. For sure. I want to talk about a lot of your projects that are going on because you are a busy man. You've got the <laughs> Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. I love talking to podcasters and hearing kind of the origin story of these projects. So would you just kind of walk us through, you know, why you started a podcast? And then of course, you know, for those who are listening, you know, why should they check it out? After I wrote the book, I just kind of, one thing I use a lot in the books book, in addition to like, I don't use a lot of research. I do use it here and there. But one thing I also, when I say research, I'm also talking like movies that I watched uh, and like, you know, Mr. Miyagi, like I've always, been interested in, and use like talking about the story mm -hmm. you know one thing that i talk about a lot in my in my work and my keynotes is the idea of where self-confidence comes from it comes from three things it comes from your story your why and your purpose and so starting with your story just just kept coming at me i don't know why i just kept really getting interested in stories i'm watching movies i'm watching documentaries and i'm just keeping notes in my my phone and, and all of a sudden i'm seeing all of these connections i just fell in love with people's stories and so as i'm going into transitioning you know two years ago transitioning to taking myself from you know being a teacher in a classroom to start and take that message out and beyond into social spaces and starting to speak and starting to learn about that, I started to say to myself, hey, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to start to reach out to people that are out there that are kind of in the same wheelhouse, that are doing the same thing, that are starting to speak, that have been speaking for 30 years, that have been, you know, and I started to just kind of pay attention and see people's stories and see what people were doing out there 
and social media and just started reaching out because I wanted to connect with them. I wanted to talk to them. And instead of just having a phone call, I said, Hey, let's, you know, I want to love to have you on my podcast and record it for 30 minutes. And maybe some other people will benefit from listening to, to us speak. I mean, I've always listened to podcasts. I've always enjoyed listening to podcasts. You know, a couple of my favorites are the Jay Shetty podcast and also uh, Ed Milet's podcast as well. Those are two of my, you know, my go-to podcasts that I listen to on the regular regular basis. And the idea, I remember I was speaking to Adam Welcome once and he was just like, he's like, Brandon, he's like, you don't even need like anything fancy. He's like, I can record a podcast on my cell phone. And when he said that, because he's Adam Welcome and he's an awesome <laughs> guy and, and he's obviously, you know, done so well in his speaking career, I kind of was just like, he's right. Like, what am I waiting for? Just started and actually Lindsay Titus reached out to me she's like Brandon I just read your book she's like do you want to you want to like record an episode and I was like you know what I'm thinking of starting this podcast do you want to be my first episode so our first episode was her and I and then just kind of started reaching out to people and it got to the point where I started to like really going big and I watched like Netflix last chance you basketball and I was so inspired by coach John Mosley and I reached out to him and he got back to me and he was like, got on my podcast. And I was like, this is incredible. I'm actually talking to this person. And then I went and saw Blue Miracle on Netflix. And then I was like, this story about this orphanage in, in Cabo San Lucas. I was like, I wonder if I could reach out. And I find the orphanage and I reach out and I end up finding the real person that the movie's about. And I was like, this is actually pretty awesome to have a space that I can share these awesome conversations that I'm having. So that I'm not just holding them all to myself. Yep. So that was basically that, that, and then what happened recently, like the last, I would say over the summer, I got really organized about it. And I was like, I'm going to start releasing it every single week. Yep. And so every single week, uh, the podcast released Monday at 7am with a different guest. And I've had just amazing speakers, amazing people who are in the education, not in education, coaches, and so many awesome people. So it's just been great, you know, to, to be able to connect. I mean, you know, I mean, this oh, is yeah. just, it's a great place to be able to do this. Well, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I kid because Adam Welcome has influenced several of my guests to create podcasts. So uh, I need to start making a tally mark of, of how many folks, because <laughs> Adam's such a great guy and he's always given... <laughs> advice to folks. And yes, I would agree 100%. Folks need to define their niche and, and uh, be able to share content. And if it's blogging, if it's a podcast, whatever it is that you need speaking, what, right? Folks need to do that. So let's talk about some more things that you're working on. You're doing some coaching, some results coaching. So I'd love to learn about that process and, and what you're doing to support educators. Yeah. Shout out to Darren Peppard. Him and I started unlocking a limited potential on the road to awesome our results coaching journey started and it has turned into something really interesting. I mean, I have a business background, having a business for the last 20 years and being able to work from that marketing side, that advertising side, the social media side, you know, in my other business, we have someone who does that now. So that was something that I used to do. So I had the opportunity to work from like the ground up of building, you know, a business with, you know, a, a large, a large population of people and a lot of different things like trips to Europe and this and that. So I had all I have all these backgrounds in, in creating, you know, 
the idea of business and a, and so that led me to a lot of people started reaching out to me as I was meeting them and they were asking me for advice for questions about you know how do you do this how do you create this how do you create a mailing list how do you um collect email addresses how do you you know build a website and so like as I connected with Darren and and Darren and I had I had read his book he had read my book we both talk about coaching we both talk about the experience that coaching had for both of us and we just connected we we got going we said you know what maybe let's let's try this thing let's you know two years ago let's try this and do this we're going to do this free four-month course and we're going to meet with everybody one month on zoom and you know 30 people signed up all of a sudden we got 30 people in the room and now here we are you know Two years later, we've been doing it now and we have clients, we have regular people that we meet with regularly, you know, once a month, twice a month, four times a month, people that are going through all different kinds of transitions. But most importantly, they're just all needing some accountability, that third point perspective, that focus. And throughout our coaching journeys and throughout the work that I've always continued to do through the workshops that I do in schools and that I'm doing with educators, this is a lot of the work that I do as well. Just taking one thing, taking one thing and and walking through a process of in five to 10 minutes, I can take you through one thing and we can create an actionable plan that you'll be able to implement and you'll be able to break it down. Because if you focus on that one thing, you'll be able to take it to the next level. And so just helping people focus and just seeing what's what's happened. We had all, people who'd never written a book before come on, publish a book, and now become a, an Amazon bestseller. Like that's a different level of teaching, you know, that you, that, that aha moment, that unlocking unlimited potential moment. So it's just been amazing to be able to see people just kind of, experience the results right and so that's been so rewarding if i could if i had a thousand of those clients i'd be in heaven right (laughs) i would do i would stop everything because it's the most rewarding work when you're working with you know yes i work with kids i work with young adults i work with everybody but working with you know adults that are out there doing similar things you know that are out there in the education spaces seeing them take what they believe to be true and what has been they've been working on is what they consider their life's work and finally take that leap to actually package it to brand it to to put it onto a platform to put it into a course is amazing Mm -hmm. because that's the stuff we need and so many people stop themselves because they're like oh well you know nobody knows who i am so i'm not going to you know be successful but it couldn't be more far from reality because we're all capable of it. We're all capable of it. There's a process and there's people out there that can help you. And if you go and get the help and you go and get the support and the guidance and you ask questions or just type in a little thing on Twitter, Hey, starting a business, three questions or three things I should do tomorrow. Watch what happens on Twitter. You'll probably have 470,000 answers. Like there's, there's always strength in numbers out there. So that's kind of in a nutshell. I really think that that's what I believe to be true about all of that. It's great to be able to do it. Well, you hooked up with a good guy, man. Darren's a part of the Teach Better Podcast Network now, leaning into leadership podcasts. Is we met in person the first time 
at the Teach Better conference, which is crazy. We it were finally we had never been in the same room. It's a solid bro hug. <laughs> yeah, it was good to have Darren there and yourself. And yeah, there were so many great connections uh, made at Teach Better Twenty Two. And you're not the only one. Uh, you know, Mike Earnshaw and, and Josh Buckley yeah. also they yeah. they do a podcast together and yeah, yeah, they're on yeah, the podcast absolutely. network. And they met for the first time. Spent a also. lot of time with those guys. Yeah, those, are, those guys are awesome. They are so. It was pretty fun to to experience several of those meetings that were the first time ever seeing them, even though relationships have been going for a long time. COVID was a strange time, man. It really was. It brought a lot of us together and kept us a lot of us apart. Yeah, it really did. But it was great to see everyone in person. And I want to talk about some advice for you, bud. So, you know, for those who are aspiring or current leaders, if they could do something tomorrow or next week to enhance their leadership journey, what would you advise them to do? Ooh, I would advise them to look in the mirror and start with a morning routine Hmm. and one morning routine. And it's takes no effort at all before you put your feet on the floor in the morning, the minute you open your eyes and you kind of get your bearings and you get focused, say five things that you're grateful for and like, mean it, like mean it and start there. I believe we have to start from a place of gratitude John Gordon talks about going on gratitude walks in the morning where he'll spend, you know, 10 to 30 minutes on a walk, just thinking about things he's grateful for. And I think that that's pretty incredible. And I love John Gordon's work and it's amazing. Yeah. I love the gratitude piece. And I think that's extremely rewarding and probably a good way to start your mindset for the day. Also, Brandon, I want folks to be able to find you and and connect in any way possible. So how can they do that through social media? Real easy. Everything is Brandon Beck EDU. And my website is brandonbeckedu.com. That's super simple. That's the I try to keep it as simple as I can. There's a lot of there's a lot of places. There's a lot of places we gotta make up like names and usernames <laughs> for these days. And a million passwords. That's one suggestion I have to entrepreneurs out there is try to find a consistent username. It's true. You know, it's silly cat one two three is not a good one. <laughs> shoot i gotta change my email now (laughs) i was using you as an example (laughs) well brandon it's been such a joy not only to meet you in person but to have this conversation and like you said about your own podcast it's wonderful to have these times and these moments but for others to experience it also i think a lot of folks are gonna get great value from the words that you shared today and Definitely check out Brennan's book, Unlocking Unlimited Potential. Check out his podcast and, of course, connect with him on social media. Add him to your professional learning network as soon as possible. Buddy, I just appreciate you so much, not only for being on the podcast, but for all that you do in education. Likewise, brother. Great to be on. 